Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to Field of Geeks episode 58. We are your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Mitch. So today on the show we got a lot to talk about. We got some Batman news, Highlander news, Kevin Smith, Stranger Things, Marvel. We got some comics and some tech news as well. Finally, a John Wick review. So I'd like to first ask a group here a question. You know, given all the geek-related movies we have out now, what ones would you like to see brought to the big screen or brought back to the big screen? Batgirl. Solo? Solo movie, Batgirl. Um, you know, you can have a cameo of whatever you want. You know, make it in the DC universe for sure. But I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd be good. You know, I mean, the more female superheroes we get out there, you know, I think the more barriers that continue to fall down. Sure. You know, and even, even maybe teaming her up with Nightwing. Something like that. You know what I mean? Ooh, uh, that would be awesome. That would be a really good duo. Yeah, it would be good. Casting, no idea whatsoever, but I think the idea would be, you know, just pretty sweet. I mean, there's such a awesome, expanded Batman universe out there that the movies have never touched. You know, some of the best stories haven't involved Batman. You know, they've involved some of the yeah. peripheral characters and stuff, and, you know, they've been around forever. That'd be good. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Batgirl pop up somewhere uh, besides Leisha Silverstone. Right. Back in the day. Yeah, let's. <laughs> what about you, Mitch? <laughs> well, um, gosh, I, I hate to be kind of unoriginal, but they've already got Daredevil on the road. Um, I really want to see him in a movie. Um, that or a Joker standalone would, would be really good. I'm sure, Leto would appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Probably deserves it after what happened on Suicide. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, you know, I don't think we got enough Kenny. Leto to really give him a full fair credit because. Um, he definitely fleshed the character out, but the producer didn't want him in there. And I think he would have been a better villain than what they had on there. You know, they could have... And they've... I mean, the animated series, they've done entire episodes with just the Joker. And it was very, very good. So I'd like to see uh, a movie... I think it's time... I think we're we're getting to the point now where we can have a villain movie. Uh, Suicide Squad kind of broke that ground, did really well. We'll be able to flesh out some... Maybe some bad guys and... You know, maybe have a movie that's dark. Yeah. Darker than Batman. I like it. I just don't know if the studios have the tolerance. And it's not... I think, you know, the audience would like something like that. Yeah. But, you know, the studios feel like they have to change everything, and they know what everybody likes. Yeah, exactly. They know what everybody wants. You know, I, I I can see how that pitch goes. So, is he doing something good? If people want... People are gonna want to root for him. You know, just you know, make, stop. Make the killing joke. I rooted for Dexter. Yeah, right. So did I. So did <laughs> I. Killing joke and making a new movie. I mean, there's he's a good guy at the very beginning that just happens to kind of fall into hard times, and that's what makes him. If you have one bad day. Yep. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Could happen to anybody. <laughs> right. That's how they package it. Yeah, you know, actually what I'd like to see, remember the cartoon Cops? Uh-uh. Kind of. It was fighting crime in the future time. It wasn't like cops, cops. Right. It was like an animated show. They had this character named Bulletproof. Hmm. A huge law enforcement team. You had this dude from Texas. He had like this robotic dog. 
it's not even ringing a bell to you, is it? No, it is. It was uh, very early 90s. Um, I think it was on Fox Saturday morning. Looking at the visuals from the animated show, it would make a great movie. I would love to see that. And yep. I know they changed the, the title a few times for the cartoon. I don't think it ever went further than that. Hmm. I definitely had some of the action figures, yeah. which were pretty cool. Um, I could never find Bulletproof, but he wore this <laughs> yellow trench coat. Yeah. And he got shot up in the beginning of the episode, and they gave him like this bulletproof vest made out of metal, and they even had a badge engraved into oh, it. Nice. It's a really cool show, and they had some cool villains, kind of out of the 30s, but yeah. with like tech. Like one dude had a Tommy gun that like popped out of his stomach and nice. shoot up things, <laughs> and then you had like two dudes, kind of like Bebop and Rocksteady, who were just blitzes. Yeah. But it's it's a good show, and could be really great on the big screen, I think. Give me $20 million, I can make it happen. There you go. We'll see. Some Hot Wheels cars. And <laughs> some horrible CG. I mean, we're lucky to get what we get. Right. You know? There's yep. so much out there right now. There is. It's it's hard to catch up. When we do this show every week, it's, oh, there's so much to talk about. And I, I couldn't get to that episode or that right. episode. Like, I just can't can't talk about it. The sky's the limit, it seems, with these movie possibilities anymore. I mean, back, you know, you go 10, 20 years ago. Here and there, you'd have one. Sure. And if it bombed like Batman and Robin, yeah. you wouldn't have it for a long time. <laughs> right, exactly. So, of course, now we have, like I said, great great movies coming out yep. very soon. We got Logan next month, and we have a lot of great trailers to talk about. Holy cow, boy, did it, the Super Bowl dropped a lot. <laughs> um, you know, we have uh, Stranger Things that dropped. Love the new uh, Ghostbusters, you know, when they're going into school and they pan back. Yeah, uh, that looked really cool. Demi Gorgon, uh, you know, off in the distance and that big scene right there kind of gave you the feeling of the mist movie. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of good stuff there. Um, Eleven's going to be back. It looks like with hair now. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be interesting to see, you know. But yeah, it looked like a great, great preview. Uh, then we got, uh, you know, Logan. Now, I'm trying. I know we talked a little bit about this before the show, but who is that guy that it was a real quick, quick snippet? Uh, look like a new mutant kind of guy. And you guys were saying that this guy is basically like in Apocalypse. He was the guy who kind of helps find other mutants. Is that correct? Yeah, he employed mutants and was protected by them. Mystique worked for him in Apocalypse. He was the dude downstairs behind yeah. the desk. He tried to shoot Apocalypse. Apocalypse turned the gun into dust. I don't think he killed him. But a different actor, same character. I'm no. not sure if it's... Um, like we said, this one, this Logan looks like it's just a one-off. Yeah. It doesn't really have um, connection with the other movies, so, so that's interesting. Now, we still haven't uh, seen or heard anything about the suit. Um, I know that uh, that Hugh Jackman did uh, tweet a picture of a Wolverine in a full costume. Uh, it was a figure I'm not sure uh, that is going to be released side-by-side side with the movie, uh, but it definitely showed the classic, you know, yellow and brown uh, looking suit, which looked really good. If it stays true, it looks like it's going to be kind of a cloth, kind of instead of more of a spandex feel to it, mm-hmm. um, which would be more appropriate, giving him, you know, still the arm sleeves and stuff like that, but kind of have that, you know, X Men look to it, which would make sense, tying into the fact that the comic book scene, you know, where he's talking about that and goes, you know, probably 25% of this really happened. Right. Um, which would make sense in my head, thinking, okay, at one point he did don the suit. In order for that to be made, that would so. be cool. That would be cool. I have He's trolling us. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, I really hope not. Um, I hope not either. You know, and then there's so much talk about the end credits. Will there be Deadpool? Will there not be? 
you know, it's... I just find it hard for them to incorporate the suit or any in credits because it, it seems so, such a dark movie. And I'm hoping that he's going to be in Deadpool 2 or another Deadpool movie after that, 3 or whatever. Yeah. I, I think he's going to give us a suit some way, somehow. I just don't. I don't. I don't Logan's going to turn it up. I, just, I don't see Hugh Jackman ever letting go of Wolverine to a certain degree. I mean, is he done making movies with Wolverine? Yes. Uh, bit pieces probably not for a little while but you never know yeah you know he's made how much money off of it yeah i mean literally he could retire from making movies now for the rest of his life and be yeah. fine he's had a great career off yeah of it, that's for sure yeah that trailer was great uh you know i hate i know we were talking before steve caught it by accident <laughs> yep i think what you do what you try to do is a good thing and I, I try to do that with rogue one is where you know you just see the first trailer drop and then you just stay away from all the spoilers but, yeah, it's not uh, a bad idea but they're getting better at getting people to see them anyway. Uh, Steve was trying to watch another video, and then right. the ad for it was Logan, of course. Thank yeah. you, YouTube. Right. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, YouTube. Yeah, you go to try to watch a video game video, and poof, all of a sudden they're throwing your trailer at you. But, you know, again, knowing that, that's the only trailer I want to see. You know what I mean? As yeah. It gets, and it's getting close, but I, I don't want to go back and look at anything else. And I don't feel like they've given us a lot. Of you know the Just entire glimpses. movie. I mean, we see now we see a new scene where he's in a field appears and he's meeting somebody, and uh, there's a guy with him. But I mean, we still don't know much of the premise except for you know Xavier at one point shaking everything around him. So we'll still see what that's all about. But honestly, it's dropping next month. They I hope that's it. I, yeah, because you know I'm so sick of seeing final trailer. And then a yeah. final, final trailer. Final extended trailer. TV spots give right. away crap, too. And Oh, wait, here's something from the UK that you didn't see. You <laughs> yeah, know? the international yeah. trailer. Yeah. Here's a Red Band trailer. The good thing about the follow-up trailers, I think, is that they show a little humor. Mm -hmm. So it's not just yeah. like complete darkness and yeah. despair. So, it, you know, Xavier's got a cool line we talked yep. about in the last show. I'm set. I want to see it. And yeah. I didn't need this trailer to sell it anymore. No, I think the last trailer, the Red Band trailer, was enough. If he would just show maybe a glove, like, just end the trailer, the last one that they ever make, just with, like, the, the classic, like, yeah. outfit glove, and then you see the, the claws pop out of it, I'm there, like, probably done, yeah. <laughs> four or five times to re-see the movie. Even if it's 30 seconds long that we get to see him in the suit. I know. I'd be there. It just sucks, because if they would have made X-Men, like, ten years later, mm -hmm. they would have totally embraced that, oh, suit. Yeah. Once Marvel had a chance to finally make characters that look like themselves in the comics. Right, yeah. exactly. Then we have, uh, let's see, Guardians of the Galaxy. We got to see a little bit more of that. Looks good. Uh, Mantis gets hit by a giant something, <laughs> and uh, Drax goes, look out! <laughs> like, right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> So hopefully that doesn't mean that she's killed off. Hopefully it's just a comedic scene, but uh, that looks pretty good. Oh, Some more information. Awesome, yeah. It looks like they're in a big hall talking to... Now, you guys, you seem to know the characters more than I do, Josh. Who's that uh, lady that looks like she's made out of all gold? I actually don't know. I don't uh, know. We still yet cool. to see Kurt Russell or anybody like that in the movie, so... She was in The Man from U.N.C.L.E. She played okay. the villain in that mm. one, and she was really good. Yeah. So I don't know if she's a villain in this part. Unfortunately, I don't know too much of the Guardians Galaxy universe. I just know as much from the uh, first movie about yeah. the characters. And I think 
they're different than the comics anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Well, bit? they're a little bit, um, but you know, they're based off of the the classic characters. I just never really read Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. And then the movie came out, and I, which was cool for me because I didn't have any preconceived notions going into it. So and maybe I that's, loved it. Maybe that's why it's doing so well. I mean, it just scored a hundred percent on its. Uh, it's just pre-test a, run. A fun ride. It's yeah. got great humor, great direction. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I said it before, but that first one to me was like the the modern day Star Wars right. experience. Felt like, I yeah. really felt that way, and the soundtracks of the first one's great. And I'm calling it now, but I'm pretty sure this soundtrack's gonna be just as good. Oh god, yeah, I'm not sure. better. Yeah. Each each time that we get a new uh, trailer, it's a different soundtrack. Yeah. And you it's know, like, it's, oh, that song works for that, right? Man, yeah. Got a great creative team here. This they awesome. really, really have something special. Yeah, and great casting. Everything's great. I'm you know, and then they uh, yesterday, just yesterday, they dropped uh, um, some early scenes from Infinity Wars. Yeah, uh, with uh, Spider-Man, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, what's his face from Parks and Rec, obviously is Star Lord. Oh yeah, Chris, um, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt. Yep. Which was really cool to see them all, you yeah, know, kind of standing around. Yeah, oh, and you're just Star like, Lord. holy crap, this is going to be on a major scale. And they sh- they drop a picture with all the characters, you know, panned out. And you're just like, have there been that many movies that we finally get this this level? And it makes you wonder, are they going to talk to the directors, maybe some of the writers that have been in these movies, so that they can help use some of the, you know, the, the comedy between the characters and stuff like that? So that they don't lose that aspect, because you know we're on a huge scale here where we could, uh, you know, we could easily lose it, just like Spider-Man Three did. If I was them, I'd be talking to Favreau. I'd be talking to all the hits. Mm-hmm. You know, all oh the yeah, directors. Even the forgive me, I don't know the name, but the guy who just directed uh, Ragnarok, which I heard is going to be really good and yeah. funny. Like this guy's got a good uh, sense of action, and it's probably going to be the best Thor movie. I'm guessing. Hopefully it's balanced well, you know. I mean, a lot of times, the only thing I really worry about with the Marvel movies is complacency. You know, and the machine's rolling. It's making money. It has been making money, and it's been moving, and it's all been pretty good. Don't get complacent. You know, it's easy to do, you know, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, but, Fatigue. Uh, and- yeah, you know, and ah, they'll, they'll do anything now. They'll buy anything we put yeah, out. So, you Marvel. know. Right. You know, hopefully they they are still really committed to the quality because, you know, Infinity War is going to be a big deal. It's a two-part movie, right? Yep. So, you know, the first one's going to end probably with bad news of some sort. You know, that's how they usually do it. And then, you know, it'll look bleakest and then they'll come back and send Thanos packing probably. <laughs> but, you know, it, yeah. hopefully they don't get complacent. Yeah. I haven't seen the Infinity War stuff. Oh, I want to though. Oh, the scene <laughs> they so the the opening it's a, like a two and a half minute uh, video and you can probably find it on YouTube right now. Uh, they open up, they're in the stars and all that stuff, and they're talking about how there were six anomalies uh, in outer space, and of those they created the Infinity Stones, and they kind of go into that, and then they show each Infinity Stone um, in the movies that they were respectively in. And uh, then it cuts over to a scene of what looks like in uh, like outer space, like when they're looking at Thanos, mm-hmm. kind of. So you see that, and then then it cuts open to something, you know. And then they're talking to everybody else. So seeing the concept art for Thanos looked like he had didn't have his crown on or whatever he wears on his head. It was it's all bald, and so there might be a casual Thanos. I'm guessing for this movie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Business casual Thanos. Yeah. 
but they had a cool sizzle reel. You know, yeah. they're showing all the things coming together. The Russo brothers are in charge, so it, it can't go wrong guys. at that point. Yeah, yeah they guys. they've really taken you know Captain America over and done a really good job. They man. did, they did. Oh, so it's it's a no brainer to give them the job for this movie. Yeah. And hopefully Favreau can come back some way somehow. Maybe do an Iron Man four. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. I was looking on Facebook the other day, and Robert Downey Jr. is one of those people I follow, and he had a picture up, and it uh, it had a sheet of paper and it said Iron yeah. Man 4 or Sherlock's Home 3 and I'm kind of like Iron Ugh. Man 4 Ugh. I said I really like Sherlock Holmes though yeah. I said those can we series have both? are good right. that's what yeah. I said like, why can't we you yeah. know? like that <laughs> taco commercial why not both yeah right. <laughs> it's America why not it's right. America yeah I see a double quarter pounder with cheese in the Grand Mac. <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, I mean, we're, right. we're getting close to Affinity Wars, so we're going to see Iron Man a lot. And we're going to yeah. see Spider-Man and Iron Man. So Why not Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Kevin Feige was explaining the mindset currently, and there's this concept art of Tony. He's like down this corridor, and all these huge Iron Man suits are around him. Yeah. So he's just going all out like he did in three, yeah. but it's going to follow through, it looks like, this time. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. The Avengers, on the other hand, are pretty much dismantled, it feels like. Um, obviously, we kind of get the feeling from Civil War and uh, the directors that Captain America has dropped his mantle, um, has taken on that new comic book. Uh, I can't remember. After he left Captain America, he became another character. It seems like too much work to do it. Mm. Let's just say he just stopped being Captain America for a while and then, you know, sees all this stuff going well, yeah, on. Yeah, and in the comic back. he did, and he was just Steve Rogers, and he was yeah. basically kind of like an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. type guy, you know, and, and was coordinating a lot of things behind the scenes. Had his own comic, you know, Bucky was still Cap, you know, that, that, that whole deal. But, of course, it's only a matter of time when Steve Rogers becomes Captain America again, you know, that's and that's how it should be. And Bucky's supposed to maybe take up that mantle. We, we don't know. God, I hope so. You know what? Um... Some of the very, very best comics I've ever read in my life were the Ed Brubaker Captain America, mm-hmm. uh, where Bucky was Cap. It was just awesome. Yeah, and, sure. and it's one of those where I could read them over and over. Some comics I read once and I'm like, <laughs> that was more than enough for me to read, you yeah, know. Right. But this is one where it's just, oh, you know. Is so. it because Bucky, uh, as Winter Soldier, was so dark and didn't have the kind of wherewithal to have a, a sense of right and wrong well, that made him so, di- you know, diverse? I think the redemption factor was an interesting play in, in yeah. some of those books because, you know, he was good by then, of course. Um, but the interplay between him, um, Falcon, you know, that whole thing. And plus, Ed Brubaker is a very, he's a prolific writer. He writes really good, grounded characters. These characters with superpowers, but they seem and feel extremely real, you know, and so he's uh, he's phenomenal. I don't think anyone else could have written stories like that and well, made it that good. Yeah. He's good. I would imagine they're going to explore that. They have to because. Yeah. You have you know, to. Yeah. It would be great. I don't know how they're going to get him from where he is now, though, to that. Right. Like, it, it almost be like Cap's calling him Captain America. It's not S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. or whoever's saying you're Captain America because he's like enemy number one still, right. it seems. Yeah. Especially well, from Tony's perspective. Hell, I know. mean, you know, Infinity Wars, they could kill off Cap. Bucky takes up the mantle. Yeah. Yeah, they, that could be it. Yeah, that could be the end. You yeah. Know? Um, like it was such a dramatic event that they just kind of like. Right. Clean and Chris slate. Evans has hinted about stepping away here and there. You know, he says sometimes that. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. And, and then you know, all of a sudden he's right back and they in. Pay him, <laughs> right. They yeah. pay him again, and then he's right. like, I'll come back. Yeah. 
You know, he's got to be making money. I mean, the kid's young. Let's hope he is. Uh, I hope he's, he's making great. Robert Downey Jr. money. Just, he's such, he's got that right and wrong sense to him. He's got that kind of American spirit. It's going to be hard to replace he him plays if they do. what the stereotypical superhero should be so yes. well. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The all-American right. goody-two-shoe guy. You know, I liked... The Brandon Routh Superman. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was the same kind of a thing. You know, I... That we don't see enough of that type of character. No, we don't. And you know, he surprised me because when they first cast Chris Evans, I, I was just like, "Oh, Johnny Storm." <laughs> right, that's exactly. We what saw I this cocky kid. Right, you I'm know? like, oh, "No, God, he's going to wisecrack yeah. all day." Right. You know, and I was so apprehensive on that casting. But, you know, like it's another example. I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I don't think he's great at changing his. Uh, Delivery. He's always comedic. he's not diverse. No. Right, right. He's, he's like a Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Very but much so, Evans yeah. proved not to be that way. Right. I really thought that's how it was going to be. You have like a cocky Captain America. He played it straight, and he right. maintained that. And if he cracks a joke, it's very subtle. Right. Kind of dry. Very dry. Yep. Like that's awesome. I really, I really appreciate that, and I think a lot of people gain more respect for him yeah. as an actor. Yeah, I think so too. And he, you know, he he's done some dark stuff too. I'm he's, sold. I mean, you know, yeah. Winter Soldier was a phenomenal movie. Forget it being a superhero movie. It was just a good film. You know, that was, and that was just really great. It was he's a huge part of that. Oh, absolutely. There's also a Pirates trailer, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, uh, we got to see a little bit more of that. You start to see more of the ships, uh, more of the battles. It looks like uh, we get to see Orlando Bloom. Yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, oh, he he's comes, coming back in yep, this one, huh? He's bringing is. all the all the hits. Now I have heard <laughs> that uh, Elizabeth Swan is going to be in the next movie that they're okay. making, uh, not this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. they'll have an all original cast back. Um, it looks like the evil individual in this story is going to have a ship that's kind of like a a skeleton ship in a way, and Sweet. it kind of opens up like a mouth and then comes down on a ship and then comes back together and crushes it. Oh, oh, wow. Which looks scene. pretty badass. I bet it looks pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then awesome. you get to see Orlando Bloom's ship, obviously, come from the depths up. And then they have this huge fight, and you get to see um, Jeffrey Rush uh, yeah. play Barbosa well, again. Yeah, too. Yep. Like he's and Barbosa looks more like a atypical uh, pirate slash captain of a ship now. Um, he's got the beard that's kind of got the curls in it and all yeah. that stuff, and he's <laughs> kind of looking perplexed as to what's going on around him. Nice. And there's a lot of ship battles, which looks great. Yeah. And uh, then you see Johnny Depp just covered in mud and something said about it's rum. Mud, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it looks yeah. and it looks fun. It looks great. It does um, it's kind of a? I think they're kind of getting past that last one. Maybe they're ignoring it. Who knows? I yeah. Mean, everybody was pretty much in that last one. And I feel bad. Her. That wasn't a bad movie. No, it, it was, was just not. The first one is always my favorite. Yeah. I think that was, they just did it right. And the second one was very, very good too. So, I mean, I think, you know, when you start with two great films like that, you know, it is hard to. It's still produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I I really like what they've done with this whole Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a great show. Uh, great fun. One that if you were flipping through cable and you found it on a Saturday morning, well, good enough. Yeah, right. Good show. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. That looks good. I, I think I'll give that a shot. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Big cast. Yep. Right. Big special effects. Yeah. Good popcorn movie. Oh, oh for real. It's yeah. not directed by Michael Bay, so it's plus. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a Michael Bay ocean fight scene? <gasps> 
you'd have cars like flying off these ships. Right. Waves would explode. The ocean, <laughs> the ocean would come to actual life, <laughs> yeah. form a huge bot, you know, and just yeah. there huge, did look a like a really Megan fox, right? And uh, yeah, there did look like a really cool scene where they're in a giant uh, like kind of an eddy um, or like a vortex uh, water. And the ship's kind of like half off the edge oh, and half yeah. on, and yeah. it's going around the giant circle. <laughs> it looks completely intense. That's awesome. Yeah. IMAX. I love the CGI world we live in. I mean, that we can have effects that look like that. Yeah. And it and just look looks real. so cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Good CG. Yeah. Mixed with practical in a way. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I, I've even seen the Batman v Superman behind the scenes of how what, you know, was all fake. It's just amazing. Right. Yeah. You know, that you don't even consider being, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Now, yeah, I strongly recommend we share it to our, our Facebook page and Twitter, but it's really a fun watch. Oh, the green screen versus yeah. what was actually CGI. I can't believe right. how much was yeah. green screened. Like the Capitol wasn't even there, like nothing. The flood. Yeah. You know, man, that water. I just like, wow, we've just come a long way. You can definitely tell when they pay a lot of money, for, right. you know, for something. Because, you know, you've seen some crappy CG. Oh, yeah. This oh, just yeah. looked real as hell i'm glad that doomsday was a real actor though oh he wasn't, wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. they uh andre the giant's cousin <laughs> yeah put prosthetic makeup on <laughs> somehow the green giant came in there yeah, <laughs> i'd like to invite all of you of course to find us on facebook twitter podbean itunes stitcher radio and our website fieldofgeeks.com yep also steve has a great comic centric blog check that out at steve'scomicblog.com some of the stuff I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to address on the blog. Excellent. Um, and then I I want to call Ethan back and kind of talk to him a little bit on the blog and have him back on the show at some point. So that'd be yeah, that'd sweet. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that was fun. That was a fun time. And of course, he's from Plume State Comics. Yeah, Ethan Murphy. Uh, you know, Slate Nash um, author. He's a super fun guy. And Plume Snake, of course. You know, they've been really great to us, and you know, we sure appreciate their support of of the podcast and everything, but uh, that's also just great content. You know? Yeah. I mean, great variety. That's a nice thing. You know, we, we have these guys that are, you know, we've, we've been talking to and, and uh, you know, they, they have quality stuff, you know, on the website. Sure. And, and it's new stuff every month. It's great. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And it's all digital, of course. And you yeah. sign up through plumesnake.com. Yeah. Right? Plumesnake.com. And uh, um, they usually have a special sometimes, you know, for your first month or whatever. And uh, you just log in and poof, you read it. I love doing it on my Xbox because I can read the comics on my yeah. big screen Ooh, TV. That's nice. It yeah. is cool, yeah. yeah. I nerded out one night and just did that. And I even I took a picture of it. I think I threw it on Twitter or something. I'm not sure where I put it, but it. Do you put like uh, is pay, two page side by side? Yeah, it's, it's it's right up there like that. Not and like you flip your TV and get one page, one giant right, page. Exactly. <laughs> your eyes hurt. On my iPad Mini or my phone, it's a little harder. I usually read them on my laptop. You know, sure. Um, because it, it looks great there, but uh, on the TV, I was like, I wonder if it works. And so I went in, you know, to the Xbox, the browser, and poof, man, I was oh, reading yeah. comics for like two straight hours. It was beautiful. <laughs> Imagine having like an 80-inch screen. Oh. That's how I want to die, actually. Yeah, it's, just it's reading, com- reading comics screen. on my yeah. TV screen. So thank you, Plume Snake. I'll put you in my You got will. that in the corner. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the other That's corner. Right. Yeah. And then whatever else in the other. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's so cool. Got some... Uh, Movie news to talk about. Yes. Batman. A lot of um, <laughs> twists and turns right. in the last few weeks. Affleck was out as director and, you know, he stated that he needed to focus more on Batman, which I admit in the beginning when they said he was going to direct, I yeah. was like, wow, how are you going to balance? Right. How are you going to direct in a bat suit? Because that's got to be like 
that's a busy role to yeah. direct in, you know, but I like the fact that he wants to focus on the character. You yeah, know? I and mean, he's still producing, writing the script. He wrote it with Jeff Johns. Yep. Of course, there was rumors, and it's so hard to tell what's true and what's not anymore, but they were basically saying that it was all falling apart, mm-hmm. and now it seems that's total opposite. The right. WB and Affleck are happy with the script, and they got a new director, Matt Reeves, yep. who did Cloverfield. And they should start filming end of this year. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I just want them to get going and mo- move on, you know? Right. I was really nervous about one rumor saying that Affleck may even leave Batman. Yeah, no. And I was like, come on. We There's just got no used way. to That him, seemed you know? a little hardcore, yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy. I think it's yeah. going to be a great movie. And I've heard, heard rumors about the script, like it's going to involve a lot of villains, which is great. Right. If true. I mean, you can have Deathstroke in there, played by uh, Joe Maganello. Yeah, I'm not sure you say it's hard isn't to he say married, his last name. Isn't he married Sophia to... Sofia Gara. Oh. Yeah? Oh, Sofia Vergara, yeah. Vergara, oh. yeah. yeah. That's close. Well, well done, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It, I, I'm excited. I hope they keep that title, The Batman. Right. I just think that's yeah. so awesome. It's so yeah. 30s to me. I don't right. know. It just... why, not have, why not have the Fat Bat logo, right? And have Batman in that fat bat logo. <laughs> Just kind cool. of bring back a retro feel to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you wouldn't I have to do that. it. It wouldn't have to be it like flashy or anything. Just a little subtle. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I love that fat bat. I want like, oh, I want that suit. Yeah. No I, want, I want a tattoo of the fat bat, but I can't figure out how I'd make it look cool. That'd take like on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I got a five knuckle anyway. That'll <laughs> right, work. Right across the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Six hours of right, pain. yeah. Oh man, it was so worth it. I'll bet you someone's got it. Yeah, probably. So, what do you say your best qualities are in a job? Well, you know, bat logo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> I take risks. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the director Matt Reeves? Uh, you know, if you guys pricing Clover, yes, right? Yeah. So I take it it's not going to be shaky cam, right? I mean, I don't think it's going to be anything like that. I mean, it's. uh I think that was perfect for Cloverfield. But, I mean, you know, when you take away that little piece of it, that was a well-directed film, you yeah. know. And, and so I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. I'm just more excited to see the movie. Yeah, I'm excited for it to move forward. It's going to be amazing. I'm sure Affleck, he's producing it, so he probably had to sign off on the director, I'm guessing. And Right, and just because he's not directing, this doesn't mean he's not going to have input and, and those kind of things. I mean, he's he's put a lot of emotional energy into this role and and you know i think he's going to take ownership he of wants it. it to be good right and you know i think and, that's right and with jeff johns as a co-author of the script i mean come on it's yeah. going to be hard to be bad wonder woman's yeah. going to be the first movie under his uh, watchful eye right. i believe so which looks great i can't wait I, for that either awesome. right? and again i've heard stupid rumors i don't know what surprise we didn't get a uh, drop promo there hmm. of wonder woman yeah you know honestly i think they've shown enough yeah, I, think I so don't too. want them to show anything else. I saw that one trailer, and that's all I want to see. And yeah. then, you know. You pretty much know from that trailer how the movie sets right. up and goes Love along. the soundtrack to that, though. Yeah, the yeah. soundtrack's That sweet. Amazon, you know, and heavy beats just, and Even drums. in the trailer itself, it was awesome blend of action. Had a few comedic pieces here and yeah. there. And it just, it looked it looked like a great film. Yeah, yeah he was like, who's your father or something? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Zeus was my father. And right. Like, oh, that's interesting. And then the piece at the end <laughs> with the secretary. <laughs> yeah. And all, I mean, that was, that was yeah. just great. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, she plays she plays that strong female character very very well. And I like the the color grading. It's more colorful. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm so tired. I like don't get me wrong. I love Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. I get tired of that dark color grading. He right. does. It just takes away from 
Like they, someone took Man of Steel and they tweaked the color. Sure. Brought out the reds and it looked, it looked so much better. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it did. I, it's, it's, a you, little, know, you know, sure. It, it's, it's tough to watch his movies in the daytime. I'll just say yeah. that. You know, you got to you got with the lights on in the yeah, house, you know, yeah. right? It's it's, it's like you have a DLP TV and I'm sorry I'm aging myself here. Unless you have an LED <laughs> or an LCD, you're going to have to watch these movies in the nighttime because you're not going to get all the color. Yeah. You're going to be looking at a dark scene at night and see like a outline of an eye rim and you're right. like the fuck's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. So please, Zack Snyder, make your color a little brighter. Yeah. Like, hey, we should wa- we should watch uh, Batman v Superman at right. at, at night. Watch it <laughs> exactly. Together. I yeah. can't wait for that interview. Well, I decided to make my movies a little brighter because of Mitch Benson. You're welcome, <laughs> son of a bitch. Made as bright as the <laughs> surface of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> How's this, buddy? It's just a white screen the entire time. Yeah. It's like it just saturated you hear in white. things in the background. Yeah. And you just see white. <laughs> yeah. All my copies are going to be sent to me and just right. white out. And in every five minutes, this is for you, Mitch, flashes on yeah. the screen. <laughs> so. Kind of like draft or right. something, you know, sample. And a- Amy Adams in the bathtub. Yeah. Right. That. Yeah. And you can't see you it. Can't see like, it. Yeah. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but so at least you can see the white. Right? Yeah. 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 But getting back to Wonder Woman, yeah. they put a lot of color in her costume, which yeah. I like because it looked like it was kind of uh, very subdued, worn in right. Batman yeah. v Superman. I really like the color though. It's like bring that. Yeah. And I hope Aquaman's the same way. But it kind of almost felt like Christopher Nolan did that too, though, in the Batman movies. You know? Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Absolutely. I. Uh, I don't know if he was taking cue from that, but then again, the Watchmen was the same way. So. Right. Yeah, they're, I think they're similar directors a little bit, but yeah, Zach really likes the color gray. Yeah. You know? It's like he does everything on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. X-Pro 2. <laughs> right. Make it dark. <laughs> what filter should I use? Looks like you're using Sweet Magenta. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for Chris Pine, though, as Steve Trevor. I think yes. that's a great, great ad. And that certainly does bring some of the balance into the movie, too. Sure. Yeah. And how many World War One movies do we have, really? <sighs> right. You know, especially one like this. A lot of know. World War Two, not a lot of World War One. If they would have done two, they'd been like, "Well, God, right. America's already done that." Yeah. Uh, so. As a World War One vet myself, I'm excited to see it. Uh, <laughs> and play thank out you, Steve, for your here. service. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. anytime. I knew her. <laughs> <laughs> she was a punchy broad. <laughs> broad, because that's what they said back then, right? Oh, it wasn't were, like it was like a dame or a broad. A bad thing. In fact, I'll be talking about some of those eras on uh, our comic update today awesome, awesome. oh yes uh, like giving the straight dick like a straight talk <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of old phrases that are not uh, near as acceptable today i don't think yeah no just yeah just it's like you're going into a corporate meeting yeah we need to sit down and give the straight dick here yeah mm-hmm. no one yeah you no. would be escorted out of the building oh HR would write you up so I you'd feel never, bad for a yeah. guy who you know is in a temporal displacement <laughs> oh. you know, and he comes here from 1924 yeah. That's a movie. Right? Yeah, that's a movie right there. Time Cop 3. And he's like a, in a corporate business world, you know, and he's like, look at here, see? And, you know, it just... It's <laughs> oh, my God, that would be awesome. Like, he lights up a cigarette or something right. like that at his desk. Yeah. You got to trick that out. Or he's in a, you know, conference room. He walks in, you know, and he's in this horrible 20s suit. You know, everybody else looks normal. And he just pulls out a smoke you know, yeah. and starts talking. Everybody's just looking at him. <laughs> his manager's a woman and he's <laughs> not used to that. Skit, I, think. I don't yeah. know if you could pull a movie out of that, but yeah. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> SNL freebie for you. There you go. So I don't know if you guys are Highlander fans, but there's some uh, news about the remake they've been trying to do for some years now. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was originally attached. I think this might have been 
post Green Lantern. Yeah. And he backed out. I'm not sure if fans had something to do with it because I don't think the community. Couldn't really, see him being that kind of a guy. I, I would see him being a cocky. Highlander. I can't no. see him saying, there can be only one. You yeah. know, I mean, and just. Yeah, with Deadpool Queen in the just background. right for him. He did a good job there. But looks like John Wick director Chad Stoleski is developing the project. He's become very obsessed with the mythology of the 86 movie yeah. and its sequels and TV spinoffs and so on. He wants to basically merge all the, the great um, parts of each you know each um, right. type of form. So I think that's a great uh, idea, really. He's taking his time with it, yeah. and he's planning to do more than one film. He wants to do three total, but each one have a complete story. And he also wants, which in my opinion is very important, he wants the tone of the 86 film and Queen. Yeah. Queen music to go with it. And Boy, how are they going to get the rights to that? Phenomenal. Well, I could see them bringing Queen back because Brian they May are probably, right now. Yeah, Brian May would probably, for the right price, let them do that. You know, I mean, uh, That's true. Well, they could even come up with new music, maybe. I mean, Adam Lambert is basically Boy, he sound like Freddie Queen? Mercury, so yeah. it's not replacing him, but it's like, no Might one well can replace that. Freddie Mercury, no, but no, yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah, I mean, no. use it, you know, or even some of the old music, you know, I mean, from the first movie. Like get that, yeah, get that sound, the vibe that just mm. right, that just worked. That that '86 movie is a masterpiece. It's so phenomenal. It is. Sean I mean, Connery. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <In the laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so dark. The Kurgan. And, he, oh, it's just such a great film, man. It was. Oh. It was, and yeah, it's one of those where. Kind of like your RoboCop. It, the first one was fantastic, and the other one's yeah. just not as good. The The TV series, though, for Highlander yeah, was, good. was good. Too. That yeah, it was good, too. It was a good return to form after the horrible... Anybody know the wrestling uh, company that was featured in the first... No, the first scene. Was yeah. it WWF? It was not. It was World Class Championship Wrestling. Whoa. Uh, the Von Erichs were in it versus the Freebirds, I believe. It was... Uh, wow. So that's actually a real wrestling? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't. I think they did that for the movie, right. um, but yeah, it was. Uh, wow, good that's call. so weird, yeah. though, to open up with a wrestling. You it know was I mean? interesting. Yeah. yeah, he's just sitting there watching a wrestling match, you know, and and again in that time frame, you know, they were filling up big places like that all the time, you know. Yeah. But uh, I just thought it was cool because I was a wrestling fan as a kid. And sure. Like, oh, sweet. <laughs> and I didn't like WWF in the day. Yeah. I liked those old, smaller. Yeah. You know, and so I was just thinking, oh, that's awesome, you know. So. That movie already started amazing for me. It could have been terrible, and then I would have liked it. Yeah, probably. the setup is amazing. Yeah. He's basically going after another guy, another mortal. He's all decked yeah. out in a suit with leather gloves, and this dude, he's like an old-looking dude. Yeah. And then he's, like, flipping down the parking structure. Right. As uh, Is it Connor McCloud? Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, chasing him. You still don't know what the hell's going on. Right. But once he, uh, to give it away, it's 86, right? Right. So it's been a while. He decapitates him. That's how right, yeah. Highlanders get the the power, energy yeah, or whatever, right? And then all the cars turn on and go forward a little oh, bit. Yeah, there's I'm like just a huge, about this. I want huge see power right surge in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, and Christopher Lambert just nailed that role, you know. And it was just, it was a fun movie. I think I've seen it fifty times. Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's great, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sad too because it, uh, it, it's it's really unique how they go back and forth at the time period. Yeah, and I hope they do that with this new project, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. But it, it was heartbreaking to see that he had a wife and they wanted a baby and yeah. he couldn't because Highlanders no. can't reproduce, I, right. I guess. Yeah, they need to get more in that mythology. I feel like they started building it and he just kind of watered the rest of it out right. and, you know, it was so vague. But yeah, that first movie was just, they, if they just would have stopped there and then gone straight to the TV series, 
Yeah, Could probably a little bit more redemption yeah. on that piece of it. But I mean, Sean Connery in the first movie oh. was brilliant. I mean, Greeting Thailander. Right. Yeah, it was oh. it was just phenomenal. I, oh. may, seeing it, I don't have it on Blu-ray at all. I, I hope they have it on Blu-ray. I'm sure they, they do. Have to. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna hit Amazon when I get home though, because now I want to see it. Again. <laughs> I haven't seen it in probably 15, 20 years. Oh my gosh! But that's, I mean, between great. it coming out and the mid 90s, I saw that movie. All the time. My brothers and I would watch it all the time. You know, it just it was fun. I think any time, especially in this day and age, if you're going to reboot a property, unfortunately, they have to reboot because the actors are old. Yep. They just missed the shot to sure. develop it further. Yep. So they have to start over. I totally get sure. that. But this day and age with the Ghostbuster remake yeah. that came out, like, you need to get the feel for the original, honor that, right. and go go with a new story. Right. If they can do that with this, you know, get the 86 feel with the Queen music. Sure. Like, it's gold. And I, I think that's easier to catch those kind of vibes and things than it is for comedies. Comedies are difficult. Comedies yeah. are really, really difficult when you reboot them and try something because everybody looks so fondly back on, on that comedy or the comedies that they're they're trying to reboot. You know, and it's just not the same. Yeah, actually, you know? I mean, yeah. Right. And and it is easier, I think, to swallow on an action movie or a sci-fi movie when they do a reboot. You know, we all accepted Next Generation. We accepted Voyager. I mean, all these different incarnations mm-hmm. we accepted just fine. The, the new Trek movies with the new characters from the original. Sure. Yeah, we all bought into that. You know, that's just, it was easy. Yeah, I mean, comedies, that is a, a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you remake something like that, See, if it would have been a continuation, mm-hmm. I think we could have accepted this fart joke humor. Sure. But that original Ghostbusters, the humor was crafted so right. beautifully. Yeah, Harold Ramis got it. They didn't need fart jokes or anything uh, like that. No. They, they just, and I think they might have ad-libbed a little bit. Who knows? Sure. But that, just love that. Love those right. lines. Like, you know, uh, you know, he was talking to Mary. He's like, Dickless here. Turn the switch off. Yeah. And then Mary's <laughs> like, is that true? He's like, yes. This man has no dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. just can't. Yeah. It's those little things, man. I mean, one, it was awesome. This new one's got some quirks to it, but, uh, you know, you got to establish the feel of the original. You got to listen to the fans. Right. That's my biggest problem when they do yep. these reboots. They don't listen to the fans. No, they don't. And then they're shocked when they don't make a profit off the movie. Right. It's like, well, they didn't turn up. So you pissed them off. Right. Also, like to talk about Overload. This is a J.J. Uh, Abrams bad robot project they're developing, basically about American soldiers fighting Nazi zombies in World War II. Nice. <laughs> it would follow uh, American paratroopers who land just outside Normandy on D-Day. The job is to knock out German communications. Instead, they run into some Nazi experiments, uh, mainly zombies and other supernatural beings. So, Nazi zombies. Um, you know, they they've been done. Here and there. Oh, know, yeah. I've, I've seen... Pride and Prejudice zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so this, you know, this may be different. If JJ's involved, I, I'm sure there's a twist to it. A lot of people are thinking maybe this has got something to do with Cloverfield. Like, yeah. It's how it, it's how it started with the experiments. They're working on it, so I, I think it sounds like a good idea to me. JJ yeah. in charge. and He's awesome. Yeah. You know. He's got some good vision there, that's for sure. Yeah, and he's, uh, yeah, he, he's just he, he's a legend in today. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think we're gonna look back on his movies, and you know, we'll cherish him just like we did the old Spielberg, and you know, all oh, that yeah. stuff. He's he's phenomenal. He's got that Spielberg. He's vibe. a visionary too. Yeah, he's he is. Great. He is for sure. He's accomplished a lot. So yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a pretty cool project. Yeah. I'd love to see like Saving Private Ryan with zombies. Right, that'd be pretty badass. No kidding. Vin Diesel zombie. Yeah. From- <laughs> 
Uh, also, for Freddie fans, looks like Robert England is uh, he put the makeup back on for a documentary. What? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, called Nightmares in the Makeup Chair. It's a documentary. It was filmed in high definition uh, as they transformed him. Yeah, um, and he hasn't worn it for many years. I think they right. did. Uh, Freddy versus Jason, yeah. three maybe. I think that might have been the last. Freddy versus Jason was the last time, yeah. Yeah, so you know he he shares some exciting, funny, and emotional stories revolving around Freddy and Wes Craven. Of course, yeah. a lot of tribute to that. The fans are to be included in this project, and I've seen the trailer. It's really cool. Yeah, like he nice. still has it. Oh yeah, like he was phenomenal. Yeah, in that role. It's just this whole documentary is basically a love letter to the series itself and practical makeup premieres at a film festival sometime this year and it will probably have like a theatrical roadshow engagement. You know, that'd be pretty neat. I think I don't know if it'll come here, but still if it did, that would be even close. Yeah. That would be awesome. But yeah, the trailer looks great. And I, gosh, maybe they can make another movie from out of this because when they put him back in that makeup, and he did the Freddy voice. You you couldn't tell how old this guy is. Right. Because Freddy's all disfigured. Yeah, like, I mean, he's already a burn He victim. still has it. I'm excited to see that. I think that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. He was awesome, you know. And when you're watching Freddy versus Jason, or you're watching Nightmare on Elm Street, or, you know, Friday, the litany of Freddy the 13th movies, yeah. you're not going to see a saving private Ryan. Yeah. You're going because you expect something a good time. <laughs> and he always delivered that. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? He really did. Yeah. You know, forget. I mean, the first one was genuinely pretty scary, you know, and they had some fun and it was a little bit more cheeky as the next couple went on, but he was still phenomenal. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. He was awesome, man. <laughs> Just weird to think he started from an Iowa City playhouse. You know, Did he really? Yeah. I drove yeah, I him uh, for the first Wizard Con and uh, we had quite a bit of talk and went back and forth and all that stuff. And he said they stumbled upon that script and took him to Hollywood, so. <laughs> <laughs> shared that in the panel, too. His yeah. panel was great. He had oh, a lot of man. respect for Iowa. Oh, he loves Iowa. Yeah, Absolutely awesome. loves it. He's really cool. How can't you love guy. Iowa? Yeah. Exactly. We're here, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he did go to Centro, a uh, local restaurant over oh, here, yeah. and uh, um, the owner, George Formaro, signed or had him sign one of the menus, and he actually drew Freddie out and said, oh, you know, Freddie says thanks and all that stuff oh, yeah. and handed it over to him, so. Should have him in the kitchen with the yeah. Grind, with the pizza, oh, the pizza. that would have been awesome. Tomorrow he loves all that stuff too. Oh I mean, yeah, he's a huge fan of that. Yeah, he zombie loves. burger, obviously, right? You know, I mean, I yeah. finally had a wonderful <laughs> zombie burger. Uh, the first time I went, I didn't like it. Second time I went, holy cow! What did you get? Which kind? Uh, I it was uh, like a burger with cheese curds, uh, fried bacon, the trailer trash. Oh my God, was it good? That's the one that I get all the time. It's got oh. a, uh, it's got your burger, cheese, uh, it's oh, got fried, fried bacon, fried pickles, yep. and cheese curds, oh. with ranch dressing on it, and it's called the Trailer Trash Burger because um, they have a bunch of burgers with different yeah. names, and they're usually themed for something. Like they have the, uh, they have a sandwich called the Winchester, and it's you know for like supernatural. Yeah, and, you know. Oh man. So really? the, yeah, they have all. Uh, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Is one of the burgers. You know. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. They've got a lot of really, really cool stuff. So if you're listening to this and you're not from Iowa, if you ever get to Des Moines, it's a huge tourist stop, too. Every, all the visitors, family I've had coming from out of town, they always want to go to Zombie Burger. So mm-hmm. it's it's an awesome place. One last thing regarding movie news. Then we'll move into comics. Sure. Yes. Kevin Smith this week had a big announcement. It was kind of a sad announcement yeah. and maybe a little happy. Good and bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
he's been working on Clerks three and Mallrats two for a while now. Mallrats two was going to be called Mallbrats, and then it changed to a miniseries. Mm-hmm. He's trying to market it a little bit better, I believe. I think he was saying six different studios turned him down. Yeah, that's just uh, that sucks. So yeah, and I guess out of the four stars for Clerks three, one backed out. So right now, those two projects are dead. It seems. God, I wonder um, who backed out. I don't know. Mm. It was tough for them to make two. Yeah, one of the actors just. Didn't want to tarnish the first one. Right. I love Kevin Smith. I almost wish he wouldn't um, tell us about these developments. Because right. I, he, you know, years ago, he's like, I'm not making Clerks 3, but I have a script or whatever. And I was like, oh, he's never going to make it. And then Joey told me one day, he's like, he's announced he's going to make Clerks 3. I'm like, yeah. no, he's not. I've heard his podcast. Right. He's not going to make Clerks 3. I saw the announcement. I was ready. Like, I'm ready. The to script treatment right he now. had in his hands. He posted on Facebook. Here's my script. He even read it with... Um, you get your hopes up, and then yeah. poof. Brian o- O'Halloran, who plays Dante, he... Yeah. Like, he read the entire script? Yeah, or shared it with him, and wow. it made him cry. Clerks, to me, is very important. Like, I had something to say for people in their 20s, sequel yep. for the 30s, and then this would have been for the 40s, with child, yeah. because Dante had a kid from the last one. <laughs> I'm Just, not even supposed to be here today. Oh, <laughs> That movie is so awesome, like so ahead of its time. Like we wouldn't have all the big bangs or whatever yeah. from in, unless he had Clerks. So he definitely started something. Yeah. That's for sure. Just talking about Clerks in general. Obviously, uh, Steve, you're a little older than us. <laughs> At the time, how how did you discover Clerks, and what did it mean to you? What did it say to you? So I discovered it on video. You know, I mean, I missed it in the theater entirely. You know, and so. I started hearing buzz, people talking about, oh, man, you go see this film, it's great, and, you know, rented it once, I think in a Blockbuster or somewhere, yep. you know. I mean, how much time have I wasted in a Blockbuster just watching, walking around Blockbuster was a awesome. Movie. It was awesome, it but, was. yeah, anyway. Anyway, so, you know, I re-rented it, took it home, I watched it again, two t- two sittings in a row. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, um, it just stopped you, you know, and you're like, holy crap. I mean, number one, is well-written, it's funny, it's... It's got some drama to it, and it's absurd, and you know it, it is a lot of things rolled into one package. But it was just, it was unlike anything I'd seen at the time. You know, it was, and you're right, you, you said it best. It's ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was phenomenal. I just, I was blown away because you were into the comics and stuff, and it, oh yeah, really spoke to you. I yeah, imagine. it was like, great. You know, really nothing else that would uh-uh. give you that perspective in a movie. Right. Sure. It was, it was awesome. You know, it's a, and you felt like you knew all of those people. I knew a person just like every single person in that movie, you know, or run across someone like that. And it was just like, you know, it, it does. It speaks to you. And it was, uh, it was awesome, man. Mallrats was my first movie I saw of his. Yeah. You know, I heard this movie was, it tanked, and it, which it did. Right. And I wasn't really looking forward to it. It was one of those you just kind of put in. Right. It's like hackers to me. Oh, I yeah. just put it in and just watching it, I was like, I love this movie. Yeah. Like, wow, this is really good. Well, why yeah. did this not be uh, become a big hit? So years later, I, I saw Clerks, and I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I love this. Was Mallrats kind of the same to you? About Yeah, it was kind of the same. I um, I mean, I like Clerks better, mm-hmm. but Mallrats was still great. You know what I mean? I yeah. loved it. You know, it was, um, he's he's quite the storyteller. You know? He is. And, he is. He was really um, on fire in the 90s. Yeah, he was on fire, and, you know, I still look at him like, you know, this is just your regular guy who got lucky and happened to be doing something he loved to do and, and it picked up, you know, and yeah. um, just extremely relatable movies, 
you know, that's that at the same time can entertain the crap out of you. you sure. Know? Yeah. And, you know, of course, that's why you can't simply make sequels to these without everyone owns parts of. The yeah. You can. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this would uh, what gets us to uh, the happy announcement, I guess you could right. say, is they're going to do another Jane Silent Bob movie, yeah. which is like a reboot sort of. Right. That's the one he owns the rights to. I think so. he said he owns the rights to Jane Silent Bob. Not I not Mallrats. I wasn't sure. I I could be wrong. I can't remember. I know that he did Jane Silent Bob Strike Back as kind of an homage to all mm. the movies, right? Yeah. Uh, to kind of say thank you to the fans and a uh, great cast in that too. Yeah. Big cast. Oh. Yeah. I wonder how that works. Like, you know, if he does if he does own the movie itself, the rights to the movie, then he owns the characters within that movie, so he can yeah. use those characters, but they can only be cameos. Yeah. Without those other characters, the the view skew universe. Yeah, I don't know if you really have right. anything. That's I hope they bring back movie poop shoot. Oh, I'm sure that website still <laughs> is around. Oh, does it still look like it did yeah. then? Yes, too? it still looks like 1995 Windows right. startup. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer, you know. But yeah, you know, I think uh, you know James Ryan Bob. Maybe it'll get him back into the the mainstream right. of making. Maybe it will open doors to making three and sure. Mall rats too. It's just funny to me though. People who own the characters, these they're not ever going to use them. No. Why no. would you just like sell them back to them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just frustrating, especially you know what we deal with now is a lot of people rebooting things, and this would be some originality, yeah. you know. And it would ego in Hollywood rears its it, ugly I head. I can't imagine so much. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah it's just. Ugh. Would you bring back the girls that were in the? I mean. All the original girls. Oh, we're talking about the uh, the team. Yeah, one of them's the wife. So uh, yeah, 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 the, the yeah. wife could come back. But I mean, that's why what's going to happen. Larder and Shannon, and all yeah. those. Cool. Well, Shannon the, Elizabeth. The premise is, they're in the movie. They're redoing Blunt Man and Chronic. Yeah. So they're going back to fix or make this film not happen. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> you're gonna do it fast and nice. sexy. When you're done, you're gonna say, "Ooh, but, what know, a lovely tea party." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I, you know, hey, I like him to do this. Uh, unfortunately, he's done this so many times. Like, I just had a point where I'm gonna believe it when I see it. Right. When I see the trailer, luckily he's had some luck with. Of course, he's podcast king. Like, yeah. he's one of the inspirations to me when I started. You know, we all started this podcast, yeah. and I think he gave us a nod too on Twitter. Yeah, I think he did. He that did. Was, yeah. That was pretty. Cool. That was that was one of those high moments. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, if you're listening, come on on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. please. No talk to you. Good Open Lord. invite. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, lately he's had a taste of directing uh, some other properties. Some of Flash. our favorite properties, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Supergirl. He's doing an episode of the Goldbergs involved mm-hmm. in the '89 Batman release. Isn't he going to do an Arrow too? I think they're talking. I, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought I read that somewhere, but yeah, and and what a great job he's done on those. You know, I mean, it, it's obvious that when he does these projects, I mean, you know, it, it comes from the heart, man, and he's a he's just great. It does, it does. Yeah. I did see Tusk. I did see um, Yoga Hosers. Mm-hmm. They are okay movies, but I, I almost feel I don't know if at this point he's just a better director or yeah. not. I don't know. I know he takes in the weed quite a bit, mm-hmm. more than he ever did. <laughs> so I, I fear the writing isn't quite going, isn't going to be as good as it was then. Right. Wasn't or, Yoga Hosers just a nod to his daughter, though, making a movie? It kind of was. It was yeah. for teenage, and obviously I'm not a teenage girl, so sure, maybe yeah. it would speak different to me. But 
Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I love Kevin Smith. Don't get me wrong. I just, I, I don't know if uh, the weed will affect his writing abilities because from Tusk and Yoga Hosers, there's jokes that just kind of fell flat. Sure. So I'm just like, if you're high, maybe you'd be <laughs> like, maybe it was awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and yeah. Next time, smoke up before you watch it. Maybe I see, should. See what yeah. You yeah. <laughs> let's get that legalized. Come on, now. right? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's get it. Yeah. I'll have a sucker. I have a really bad back. I could use something. Yeah. So. Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, you know what? I, I I hope for the best, and I hope he's able to have a voice, a bigger voice. You know, with with yeah. the movies, because the industry's here now, and a lot of those guys owe owe him so much oh, for where yeah. where they're at currently. Yeah. So and a lot of other people that were, you know followed his path yeah, yeah he opened too. doors and he's able to get cool casts and stuff because people love his work you know i mean fat man on awesome. batman i mean he's got great interviews he's well versed and everything yes he's very, uh, you know very it's good. it's funny when i first started watching some of his movies i did not like mall rats i his second movie that i watched uh ever was dogma fell in love with that immediately mm-hmm. then came back and watched mall rats and really understood what it was all about loved it went back and watched clerks loved it not a big fan of Chasing Amy. I still haven't been able to hurdle that one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jane Son and Bob Strike Back was hilarious. Will Ferrell was hilarious in that. As the uh... <laughs> that makes me wonder though, is he going to yeah. be able to get that much star power? I mean, Will Ferrell I, was just Kevin starting Smith. out at that I point. Think he can. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's still those people. They they don't do those movies to make millions and millions of dollars. They do True. it because they like who's putting it on. You know, and and he's he's that guy. Well, maybe he'll get Affleck back. I mean, they haven't yeah. talked in years, which is sad. Yeah, because you know they were friends. Man, he'd have so much fun going to the Batman set. And oh yeah, that's just heartbreaking. But yeah, you know, obviously I'm still a fan, and I listen to his podcast. I think he's very funny and entertaining. I'm sure um, he's rekindled it now that What's Her Face is gone. I'm just nervous about the writing because of the last two movies I've seen. I'm just yeah. like, uh, I don't know, but who knows? We'll see. Yep. Yeah, we will see. So comic news. So yes. yeah, there's um really nothing going on in comics today, no. but uh, they, <laughs> in fact, they stopped making comics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't you know. know why that happened. So DC Comics outlook for 2017 continues to remain very strong. You know, I mean, the Rebirth line is still just selling extremely well the quality is there uh the fans are sticking with it you know now that you're kind of in uh, not quite year two but close enough you know uh um it's it's going well and and what i'm really excited about is the upcoming storyline of batman and the flash so we talked about this a long time ago but you know batman and um barry allen flash were in the bat cave and they found the button Oh, we're finally to that point now where we're talking about the Watchmen a little bit? So, we have an upcoming series of Batman and Flash called The Button. <gasps> and so, we're wow. starting to finally explore the whole rebirth process. And, you know, um, I'm sure we'll start hearing more about Dr. Manhattan or start seeing more teasers and, oh, you know, and, you know, wow. we, we know who leaves the button, you know, yeah. so, you know, we're going to find out, um, all that stuff. So it's, I'm, I'm super pumped up for this one. Um, but DC Comics is on fire right now, you know, and which as a lifelong DC fan, you know, I'm always yeah. really happy about. But uh, yeah, so I mean, their their outlook looks really positive for the next coming year. You know, I think if they stay the course and remain kind of true to the spirit of what they're doing now. Um, I feel like they've finally gotten it right after about 10 years of no. what the hell's happening. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of how I felt, you know, but uh yeah, I felt that way obviously because I stopped buying them all together. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, it, it's fun to see, you know. And uh, with that, Marvel 
who's seen kind of a dip lately and, and seen some fans fall off, they've come to the decision um, where they're really going to kind of stop doing a lot of the social justice type comics and that approach. You know, a lot of people feel like they're being preached to all the time in the comic books and it's going away from from what it really should be to, you know, writers enforcing their views and that sort of thing. And and you know what? I Some of my favorite comics from the 70s forward dealt with some activism things. Um, the Green Arrow, Green Lantern um, heroine with Speedy um, back in the 70s, that was huge. You know, it just it revitalized comics and kind of reshaped, you know, what you can do with comics. Um, Batman um, had a little special on human trafficking. I mean, there's, there's really huge topics that people cover, but how much is too much, you know? So when you're doing it all the time and you're forcing it down people's throat, I think Marvel got the idea that, you know, maybe this isn't the right approach. Now that said, DC's guilty of it too. That's just the era we live in. But at the same time, I read comics for escapism, you know, primarily every now and then. Yeah, I like to see those topics be brought into the fold. But if I'm reading that every single month, you know, I feel like, God, I can just watch the news to get yelled at, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Right. So, I mean, I, I, I am interested to see how Marvel approaches it and uh, if they're getting back to a more, um, you know, hero centric and just kind of adventure centric uh, universe. Um, it'll be interesting to see. So, I mean, I'll, I'm going to follow along with that and see where it goes. And, you know, I, they're, they're amazing. You know, their movies are phenomenal and, you know, their comic lines always been pretty great and they've got awesome characters, you know, just like DC does. So I hope they, I hope they do continue to do well too. I hope DC does a little better, but you know, I mean, <laughs> you know <it's>, uh, <laughs> one thing, you know, looking over it, since we started talking about comics and you kind of opened me back up to it. If you take a look at the 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 artistry in DC versus Marvel, it seems like Marvel throws them together quickly, and they're able to do so, and they're making a lot of money off of it. But the artistry isn't there. the The real, you know, unique pans and layouts and stuff like that that DC has really draws you in. Where Marvel is just more of a flashy, here it is storyline. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the Marvel artists you know, have gone on to do a lot of great things. Look at Image Comics. You know, they were founded yeah. from a bunch of artists, you know, going off and doing their own thing. They turtles, didn't they? Um, no. They did not. Okay. Nope. But, um, yeah, in, in DC artists, you know, a lot of them have been at both companies. You know, like John Romita Jr. right now is with DC. He was a staple in Marvel forever. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's kind of a trade back and forth thing sure. sometimes. But, DC's always looked to me like more of the they've always kind of kept a little bit of a modicum of that Neil Adams approach, you know, the very realistic, you yeah. know, very fluid uh, approach. And, you know, Marvel's is, you know, very, I think, more widespread appeal. And, and sometimes it's a little bit more on the bland side, in my own opinion. But then then again, they also have artists that just do phenomenal work. True. You know, and it's true. Uh, uh, but I think it's all in what you buy and what you look at and what you like, you know, and, and again, yeah. what I like in art, someone might think it's just the worst thing ever. And that's absolutely OK. You know, that's a that's the beauty well, of opinion. So much out there. There's so much Choose out there. Oh, crazy. Yeah. 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 And I encourage everyone to buy as much as they can, you know, keep that business alive for the love of God. Well, and if you like any type of uh, superhero show, they have a comic line. for that They do. Show, so yeah. Most likely. Most likely. Uh, usually. And if not, they follow fairly close, you know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, but 
to transition that social justice piece, the new Superman. So this is the one we talked about a long time ago in the Rebirth uh, when it first came out. He's the kid from China yeah. um, who's kind of got the same t- type of powers, the whole thing. A really fun comic written by an Asian writer who's been very, very good about breaking down some barriers and, and taking some risks in the writing. And it's really worked and pulled off well for him. Um, so that's awesome. In issue number eight, which uh, I have on my phone, the last panel is, it might be for you historians out there, a familiar face. It's the character Fui, and the last name Anyui. <laughs> right. So, let's talk about that. So, this Play was a character there. that was on the cover of Detective Comics number one, about a year before Superman was even out. Um, he made two appearances on number one, Detective Comics, and then Detective Comics number 22. And so, Sam Bradley, the hero, he had a sidekick. This character was basically made so when they uh, defeat him, his sidekick can say, yeah, well, fooey on Yui, you know, and it's, yeah. it's a big ha-ha joke, 1930s, yeah. right? Right. And in that time frame, you know, the whole yellow fever, uh, anti-Asian uh, approach was extremely strong, you know? And so this was a character that is kind of a stain in the DC history because it's it was a very racist type approach. But again, sure. it was a different era, too. The character was created by the creators of Superman, Siegel and Schuster. Wow. So... It is going to be interesting to see how they incorporate this. It is, it's a risk, you know, I think on how they do it. But again, we have this writer who is really good about handling these delicate topics and making them, you know, feel, you know, pretty acceptable. So yeah. Um, the, you said it was an Asian writer. Yeah. Too? yeah. So that, that kind of makes it like, so that's why I'm interested to see yeah. how he pulls it off. Um, yeah. Kind of has a right to do that. Yeah. You know? So, you know, we the last page was just the big cliffhanger and they showed his face and it looked very much like the Detective Comics number one cover. And so I'm excited to see uh, issue number nine and, and see, you know, how this plays out. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, I thought that was a pretty, uh, I read that article earlier this week that this is what was going on. And so it caused me to download the issue. And, you know, so I'm, that was pretty neat. You know, I remember that cover. I didn't know anything about the character. You know, yeah, from sure. Detective Number One. I mean, Detective Number Twenty Seven is when we saw Batman. Wow. You know, just around a year earlier, we saw Action Comics Number One with Superman. You know, and wow, and so, and then a year before that, Detective Comics Number One, featuring our beloved Fui on Yui, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I have one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have six copies in mint condition. Oh yeah, yeah I right. mean, you know, this is <laughs> this is why you still have a job. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, do I wish! But uh, fun right for the yeah. fun, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a. Um, I just thought that was an interesting piece of news this week that came out, and um, you know, it was an interesting issue. And so, um, in the next uh, month or whenever the issue, uh, the next issue comes out, you know, we'll talk about it and and see how it's uh, executing. Well, I wonder as, if it was a writer's through. idea to. I'm sure it was, that, or maybe DC was like, "Hey, very stereotypical character we made." Right. You want to do something with it? I, I would. I would say that he probably had most of that input, just because he does. You know, um, he does tackle a lot of issues and stuff that are, and he does actually. He doesn't. It doesn't feel preachy with this guy. He, you know, he, he does it very, very well and very subtly. So, and again, we've only had two appearances of this character as politically correct 
sometimes overly so, as DC Comics is, I can't imagine them saying, hey, let's use Fooey on Yui. You know what yeah, I mean? True. So I, I, uh, I, I think that uh, it's probably the writer's choice, and I'm excited to see how it goes out. Do you think there'll be kind of an arc where they may kill him off or something like that? I don't know. But, you know, it's exciting to see what, what happens. I think um, that's actually a really clever idea. It's like for a culture to take something that was viewed as like, you know. So controversial. Right. Yeah, against yeah. them. And they didn't have the voice to, you know, write for that character. And now they do. Yeah. They right. make it their own. Adjust it as it needs to be, and right? And Gene Lewin Yang, he's a, he's the writer, and and so I'm excited to see how how he plays it out. Yeah, you know, it's gonna God, be fun. Cool. Well, yeah, and it's a fun book too. I mean, yeah. you know, the art's really cool, and you know, it's just a you know, it's this arrogant little Chinese kid that gets the powers, <laughs> you know, and he has to be a hero, and you know, it's just a, it's a fun book. So that's how I become Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the I have issue number one. I'll loan it to you guys, and you sure. know, but it was. It was a good issue. Um, it was a lot of fun. And then a uh, final piece I have is I was on Comixology just browsing around like I do about four times a day. And a new um, quote-unquote trade paperback, obviously it's on <laughs> online, but uh, a new volume was released, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, Volume 1. It contained Emerald Dawn 1 and Emerald Dawn 2, which are from way back, uh, early 90s, uh, late 80s. In this, Emerald Dawn 1 chronicled uh, kind of the origin of Hal Jordan. You know, took him from, you know, somebody who's kind of down on his luck, test pilot, lost his father. He was, you know, he's not the most responsible guy on the planet. Boom, gets the ring, goes through training. You know, you get to see all the other Green Lanterns. Not all of them, obviously. There's 3,600 at the time. But <laughs> yeah. you see a bunch. You see yeah. some of the main second-tier characters coming into this story. And it was just a really fun, cool origin story uh, for Hal Jordan. And then um, Emerald Dawn 2 comes, and it is basically the fall of Sinestro. So Sinestro is tasked with training Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan serving 90 days in jail for drunk driving. And so, you know, here comes Sinestro just appearing in his jail cell and pulling Hal Jordan out, you know, and uh, and he has to he has to navigate leaving the jail coming back in and not be caught. And I mean, it was just a cool <laughs> story. And uh, it shows Sinestro losing his grip on Korrigar, his home planet, uh, people revolting against him, the Guardians realizing, you know, that Sinestro is uh, abused his power just to touch and um you know, it, it deals with the core, you know, defeating Sinestro and poof, you know, he's banished to the antimatter universe of Cord. you know, where at that point he later on gets the yellow ring. But, you know, they didn't do any of that in that comic. But it was a really and I've read those probably 30 times way back in the day, but I haven't read them in a long time. And I'm like, no, I have easy access. I can oh, just read nice. this and all, yeah. and, you know, so I, I bought it. I read it all of it in one sitting, you know, and that's like a total of 12 issues, 11 issues, something like that. But yeah, so I mean, if you you're super bored and you want to look up something that was a fun read, I would definitely recommend Green Lantern and Hal Jordan Volume One. That was great. Why couldn't they make that a movie? <laughs> what you just well, described be, yeah. to me right. is so interesting. Yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah, but then we get this. Ugh. Well, we just had such backlash from the first Green Lantern movie, you know. Yeah, well, CGI like wasn't first there. Time, you yeah. know, and I don't know if I would have cast Ryan Reynolds. Obviously, you know, I mean, for at first jail, yeah. for that jail scene, you would. Well, for, you like, might, yeah, like, hey, yeah, I'm back. right, yeah, but yeah. But you know, it, was, it was the thing that I liked was the creative use of the ring. You know, this would always attract me to Green Lantern was that it was the ring was only good as the the bearer, 
And, um, you know, Sinestro is showing him how to create an image of himself with the ring and just leave it without a green glow. And the whole, so I mean, Sinestro, you know, who's a master at his ring is showing, you know, Hal Jordan, how to use it and do all these cool things flying through walls. You're not just busting through a window, you know, I mean, just oh, wow. doing all these cool things and, um, so much fun to reread again and, and seeing the, you know, Kilowog, Tomar Re and, and all these other, you know, peripheral characters, uh, it was just a blast. Uh, Guy Gardner comes into Emerald Dawn too, and he's a, a social worker <laughs> and he's kind of assigned Hal Jordan to work with, you know, to kind of help him out and all that. And that's, that's, uh, kind of our intro to the new universe Guy Gardner because he'd been around for a long time, but, you know, since the reboot, this was, this was the reboot. No John Stewart yet, but, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I, uh, if I find the paper copy, if it's out there, I'm going to buy that too, just to have it because it was just amazing. Gosh, that, that would be such a great movie. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. You know, to set up that whole mentor thing and then the mentor turns. Right. Like, and especially oh. knowing what we had in Sinestro during the movie, he was far and above the best thing in that whole yeah. movie. And, you know, we can get that Sinestro in, you know, to whatever. Oh, it'd just be beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it would. It would. Yeah. And to get, to capture that ring, you know, like, you know, in the movie, they just simply put it on, said a few things what it can do, and then mm-hmm. he would project to actually focus on the ring as, right. you know, this is a huge power source. It right. Just, it just felt like it was just... So like yeah. quick, like I oh, just put it on your finger, right? Project a Hot Wheel car, and yeah, and, and through the course of both <laughs> Emerald Dawn one and two, you know he learns how to use that ring, and it's not a joke. It's not funny. It's you know, it, it's just really neat how Emerald Dawn one, um, he gets his first interaction with another alien Green Lantern, and it's Tomari uh, from a neighboring sector. Uh, he's Zudarian, one of my favorite Green Lanterns, but that beside the point. Um, he, he sees him and, you know, they meet and this guy, uh, and Tomar Reeves talking about how, well, you know, this, it's like a giant grass that's invading, you know, and he has to control it and all this and this planet to help. And it's just kind of like a, you know, vegetation type planet and Hal Jordan impulsively. Well, if there's anything I learned about in, in California, it's how to mow grass and he creates a big lawnmower. <laughs> and starts mowing it. <laughs> the next scene is him and Tomar just sitting on some rock, and he's got his head in his hands. Hal Jordan does, and he's like, "How was I supposed to know that when you mowed one blade, two would take its place?" And you know, so, <laughs> it, you know, it just—it was a good way of you know how he was just brash and impulsive, and yeah. you know, and Tomar Ray's response is classic. He goes, "Well, I suppose I could have told you." <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> you oh, know, that's cool. so it was just—it was a lot of fun watching him how to learn to use the ring. Um, you know, the big battle in Emerald Dawn 1 with Legion, uh, and then, you know, Emerald Dawn 2 with the whole Sinestro piece. It was, I forgot how fun it was to read those stories. But, yeah, it was good Man, stuff. That's like a trilogy of movies they could make. Yeah, it was It was yeah. fun. It was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, that Emerald Dawn 1 um, was one of the things that got me back into comics, you know, back in the day. And, and so... Uh, you know, I read that I was sold instantly, but oh, that's cool. So that's all I have for comics. I just, you know, I was reading some old stuff and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the new Superman stuff looks like. I'll keep everybody informed. No, I, yeah. I did have a, you were talking, you and I were talking earlier this week, uh, about a old, um, Green Lantern 
issue that you had from 1947 yeah, yeah. the golden age alan scott green lantern um, yeah i found it fairly cheap at a um uh, comic-con in kansas city and this is in the 90s 94 three uh i don't know but it was <laughs> it was before i moved to texas so it had to be 93 94 time frame and uh I ended up selling it a lot later for about six times what I paid for it. Um, but it was um, who was the evil character in that one? It was it was something funny. It was it wasn't an evil character. It was oh, his little sidekick, sidekick buddy. Okay. okay, his name was Doyby Dickles. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, this was the forties. <laughs> yep. You know, you oh had God. you know late thirties, early forties. Um, but it was a. Uh, you know, I, I remember reading it. It was a you know, pretty cool little story. I was extremely careful reading it. You know, I mean that it wasn't in mint condition, so there w- it wasn't near the value what a mint version of that would have been. But sure. you know, it was still cool to have. Every page was there. It was all intact. Absolutely. You know, uh, wow. but it was worn. Um, but it was a uh, yeah. I mean, you find gems like that yeah. in some of those places, and you know, sometimes you can get them super cheap. I couldn't believe how cheap it was, and then I also couldn't believe when I went in to get an offer on it how much they paid me for it. So, wow. you know, uh, that's not the rule with comics. That's the yeah. exception. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah. Um, I have 20,000 comics at home, and of that 20,000, I have 100 that are probably worth some really, really good money. You know, the other ones, maybe someday, you know. Yeah. But, again, we're just keeping them all boxed up and bagged and boarded. So <laughs> I, I would. It's hard to tell. Yeah. But, it was, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. And I'm... Uh, if you if you're on Comicsology and you can't find anything to read, that's your own fault. You know, if, <laughs> if you're on Plume Snake and you can't find something good to read, that's your own fault. There's a yeah. lot of great yeah. stuff out there. You know, Just grab yeah. something, grab something, and enjoy read it. You it. know, yeah. I mean, and give give everything a chance. Yeah, you know, people talked about Neil Gaiman's Sandman forever about how good it was, and I'm like, oh, come on, there's no Green Lantern ring, there's yeah. no cape, there's no <laughs> bat ears, yeah. you know, whatever. It's not yeah. a superhero comic, and I was a total. I was just totally into superhero comics, and then I read Preludes and Nocturnes, and uh, holy smokes! Yeah, comics can be anything. Yeah, you know, they can. and uh, that was it. Was just it was amazing, you know, phenomenal work, and uh, so yeah, that's why I like Plume Snake as much as I do because they have such a variety, and it's all good. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's all enjoyable stuff. Man, that makes me envious because I. I don't read a lot of comics yeah. like I would like to, and yeah, I'm so behind. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do love comics. I do, yeah. and man, especially back in the day, that was really, yep. that was really fun. The the paper smell and just right. the atmosphere of the comic store. Oh yeah, the digital uh, technology with the comics uh, is really cool. You can it's it's super convenient. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I always when I find something I really 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 want to latch onto, I'll also buy the paper copy just because I'll want to have it. You know, sure, but. Uh, like of the Green Lantern Hal Jordan Volume One, if if that does get released as a trade, I've already got the Emerald Dawn One and Two trades. Heck yeah. You know why not just put them together and read them? Well, I want to support. <laughs> yeah, I want to support right. the industry. You know, oh, I, yeah. I want to pay for what I enjoy, and so yeah, it's a, uh, and you know that's the beauty of places like Barnes and Noble too. You know, you can go and you can just get story collections or whatever you want. You know, and well, if, let's if, not forget it's the, the entire reason that we have these movies is because of these comic right. books. Oh yeah. So if you stop paying attention to these comic books, yeah, the movies go away. Yeah, I mean, Eventually. you got to start right, yeah. thinking of the, the the cause and effect here, right? Yeah, and you know, if you if you have a local comic store around you, I would always say go there first. You know, support them. Um, it's a tough industry. 
to stay in. You know, your bigger comic shops thrive and people go there. But, you know, if you've got a big one close to you or a mom and pop close to you, support them, you know, and um, they'll appreciate it, too. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. I need to get to the store myself. Yeah. <laughs> Mayhem's a great, yeah. great, great, uh, great store. And, so much uh, in there. So just, much in there. And it always adding more. And the staff is always awesome. Of course. Yeah. Yep. It's fun to go. And they have that big room with all the volumes in it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Do. You know, yeah. you go in there and it's like a library of just Alphabetical order of series paperbacks. And it's Y'all. on four huge walls. Yep. And yeah. all sorts of stuff in between. But just you can't know. imagine. A mansion of, the of awesome. Like, I mean, uh, but you always find good deals, too. You do. You do. Yep. That's you for know, sure. It's always worth just poking around. Always a nice surprise as well. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I haven't seen that in years. Right. I want to buy it. So I got like two tech topics to talk yeah. about. PS4, this is a huge breakthrough uh, for any PS4 gamers out there. You uh, will now be able to plug in an external hard drive. All right. uh, Yeah, it's going to be possible after the new system update uh, 4.50. It's going to give you up to 8 terabytes. Terabytes. 16 times as much storage space. 8 terabytes? Yeah. Remember that they only came out with, what, 500 gigabytes? Gigs. That's what I have on my Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking to buy a two terabyte drive, and I'm thinking that's more than I'll ever need. Eight. Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah. My first computer had 800 megabytes. <laughs> I thought I was. I awesome. had 4.3 gigs, and I'm like, oh yeah, I am a stud. <laughs> Never gonna go right. past that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> One year later. Right. Yeah. Now my Comicsology is 4.3 gigs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, forget <laughs> the rest of your operating system. Right. Right. But yeah, it's yeah, 16 times as much storage space, and um, we'll have a. Uh, some new features as well uh, with the update, of course. Uh, custom wallpapers. Sweet. And uh, you'll be able to use uh, in-game screenshots uh, as the background, if, you, if you'd like, with your PS4 menu. Nice. So, Xbox One does that already. Yeah. I know. Sony's usually... <laughs> Rub <like> it in. <laughs> no, they usually look to the game. I, I, I admit that. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, Both systems are phenomenal. They're great. Yeah. They're great. It's they just, are absolutely phenomenal. I think Xbox is more for cross gaming platforming, mm. but Sony I don't think is quite on board. Yeah, which I know. Is a shame, but I hope that comes to fruition at some point. That'd be awesome. Before I'm too old to hold my controller anymore. You yeah, know? I mean, like I totally, a, I totally play Destiny, but right. I don't want to buy an Xbox. Right. So, so Not the, that I don't like it. I just that's a lot of money. It's a lot of. It's an investment. <laughs> it is. The major is. question I have is: Have we reached a plateau to where? the graphics can't go anymore because the only thing that I can think of that the next generation would have, you know, when they do storylines and the graphics seem so much better than gameplay, is that our next step? Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question because I feel like we've reached a plateau. I mean, right. where as, else do we as go? a kid who had Pong, <laughs> who had an Atari, Nintendo, super Nintendo, Sega. I mean, I've had them all, you mm-hmm. know, and, and all the graphics just get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And it's, uh, I don't know, man. I can't even imagine yeah. at this point, you know, 20 years ago when I'm playing, what, the original Tomb Raider or whatever on the regular PlayStation, um, I would never have thought graphics would be as good as they are now. Yeah, yeah. not even close. No. Um, but it's uh, Look at Grand yeah, that's a great Auto. question. Go You're back right. to 3. I loved 3 when yeah. it came out. That was a whole new platform. Oh, yeah. Right. right. It's hard to look at now. Yeah. It's very boxy it's just, and yeah, pixelated. And yep. Man, I mean, even for my PS3, you go from Grand Theft Auto, um, what was the one before? Five. Oh, Grand Theft Auto Ford, obviously. Right. 
I was thinking it was like an in-between game. But yeah. anyway, that's a huge change. Yeah. And that's on the same system. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like full conversion over yeah. to a, a newer one. But yeah, that's... Uh, I'm sure they'll keep going somehow, some way. It's going to get that good someday. It yeah. has to be like... I mean, you look at some of these basketball or sport games in general. It's you like think you're, you're watching, watching an yeah. actual game. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, yeah. that's insane. Like how they do this. Because they basically make a movie now. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah, like the the dudes in Grand Theft Auto, they're three actors. Yeah, and motion capture suits. Oh and, yeah, yeah. They well, were just... in Destiny, they have a lot of um, famous actors doing voice work. Yeah, Nathan Fillion does one of the characters. You know, from Firefly. That's awesome. Possible reboot of that show, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you know, you have um, a couple other characters that are really good character actors that have sure. done voices. Um, the dad from Dexter, Dexter's dad. I can't remember. Oh yeah, his name. I know you're talking about though. Yep. Yeah. he's a, one of the voices in the game. Oh, you know cool. what I mean? So the yeah, veteran it's actor, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, video oh, game man. companies are being taken serious as an entertainment platform. You know, finally after years and years and years, and um, and they're attracting great voice work and and actual great stories. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I see a video game where the story is infinitely better than movies I'm watching. Yes, but then they make a movie about that video game and it's the worst thing on the planet earth yeah. you know so that just it tells me that the studios just need to they need, need to stay out it. of it i don't get why it's stay that hard, out of it you right? know just almost like comic book movies i don't get it like why can't you just get in touch with the original writers and can't they write a screenplay for you i like, think on one of our future episodes i'm going to just role play as a network executive okay should and you're gonna get the crappiest ideas on the planet from me <laughs> yeah, as awesome. we just talk about our normal stuff you know i mean that's a good idea i could make fun of those people all day long i don't get it kind of like it. nintendo's understanding of hey we're never gonna get better than what we have right now as oh, far as man. graphics go yeah i mean that's the only thing that's limiting nintendo yeah it really is and i think they're finally coming to the realization that they need to step forward so well, that see what production, happens, but yeah. the hardware of the Switch is interesting. Right? But yeah, the graphics, you know, it's just and they've made some of the most fun games in history, you know. Yeah. And and so I'd like to see them succeed and continue. I mean, the the Wii obviously it wasn't next gen graphics, no, but it was next gen fun. I mean, it was awesome, oh yeah, you know? it was I mean, good family entertainment, right? It was great. I mean, I don't know how many times me and my daughter would play bowling, you know, yeah, and just the baseball. simplest of games, it's the simplest stuff, straight you know? law TVs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you read about the, that. Yeah, they had yeah. to come up with the strap. Right? We, uh, <laughs> I always made sure she had that strap, yeah. you know, yeah. on her wrist, and I always did too. That ruined a night. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh. Especially when your five year old's launching it somewhere. But like, uh, oh, makes you wish you had those little weight. tube TVs, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Oh, no but, kidding. Uh, I still have one in my house. Yeah. But it's uh, it hasn't been turned on in like four years. <laughs> but it's it's sitting there. Wow. He'll boot it up one of these days. Some days. Yeah, that's um <laughs> Yeah, it's just crazy about these hard drives with these uh, new systems and the download you gotta download so much, right? Even before yeah. you play the game, which well, kinda takes the Destiny it, takes right? a third of my Xbox memory just that's because insane. of all the upgrades and all the downloadable sure. content. It's I hope it stops soon. But good on Sony <laughs> for finally doing what Xbox has right. been doing. Yeah. You know, I'm not not saying one or the other is better, but it's like well, yeah, you got to I mean, get people what they want and what they need. They and need that extra storage, you know, and so that's a great move on PlayStation. Can we just get a game where you can just throw it in and play it? <laughs> and if we want to download anything else, we can right. just choose. Yeah, play it off the disc. That's yeah. what I hate about it. Can't do it anymore. What's it, what, that makes no sense. Yeah. It's like The addition of Blu-ray, that's what we were hoping would happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. get rid of those two-disc games, and then all of a sudden then you have huge memory. And, God, it took me, 
I think, 15 minutes to download just the beginning of Metal Gear Solid 4. Jeez. Just the beginning. Just to begin. It's insane. Destiny, when they just have a regular download update, it takes anywhere from three to four hours. I do it overnight. Yeah. And I walk away and I wake up in the morning hoping it's done. And hoping yeah. your internet service is good. Right. I didn't have any cuts or anything like that. Yeah. That happens too. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's one of my biggest peeves. Yeah. Like, I just wish they could fix that. Like the external hard drive is awesome. Right. Because that would suck to have to delete so much stuff or switch out your hard drive and so it's like oh i right. want to play this game well let me get this other hard drive throw it back in here yeah and nintendo if you're listening i am on a wait list right now for a nes classic mini oh, yeah? <laughs> um i've been told probably mid-summer to late summer i may get a call that's crazy may get a call they didn't put out they didn't put out enough that's no nuts yeah that's but nuts good for it being successful it's successful but they also know that demand was going to be so strong that it far outweighed the supply mm-hmm. so you know bad on nintendo for that they yeah you know i mean i i get that they want that positive buzz and everybody wants it and they can't have it, it makes makes people want it more but you know then you get it's a bad customer experience overall you know? yeah it is I mean, I get it. They maybe didn't think it would work, but man, you had those systems going to like two grand online. Oh, yeah. oh. It's, 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 you couldn't it's get crazy. them. But I mean, eventually they're going to be in Target. And, yeah, the one thing I have learned, and I've done a lot of research on this, uh, Nintendo store, they have an actual store in New York City. Yeah. Every day they do get a shipment of 13. Yeah. Now they have lines that go out like starting at three o'clock in the yeah. morning for people just to get a ticket so that they can buy it. That doesn't even guarantee them another controller, right? And the extended uh, controller wire, so that you didn't right. have to sit right next to the controller, uh, exactly. going like that. So. Yeah, it's a short, short. It's short it's, it's a it's a two foot. Controller. I love mine. I mean, it's awesome. It's yeah. fun to play. Um, I don't have it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say, what? I was going to say, who? <laughs> did you have to sell your soul for that one? <laughs> I wish I had it. I don't have it. I, I don't. Yeah, the Once murder I, rate's probably going up in those cities. <laughs> yeah, to spend four or five hundred bucks on on Amazon, and you don't know if it's been unpackaged. You don't know if somebody just put a package of peanuts in there to make it way down. Yeah. I mean, I'm not for sixty bucks. Yeah, it's a I'm deal. Just, yeah, and if you want to get extra controller, it's only like ten bucks. And somebody is, already hacked it. Yeah. Somebody already hacked it and added more games to it. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's only a matter of when, not if. And now, yeah, now Nintendo's smart. saying that they're going to release a Super NES Mini. And really? that this problem won't happen with the Super NES Mini. I don't want the Super NES Mini. I want to feel like I'm, you know, eight years old again. Right. Playing Duck Hunt for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're moving the controller up and down to make it jump. You know, like a little kid. I right. want that feeling again. You need to please the people who want the original first and yeah. then go with the Super NES Mini or whatever, yeah. you know. it's On the Wii, what I do the most anymore is because they have a download area. Yeah. I just turn that controller sideways. I play Mario all the time. Yeah, that Mario looks great. Yeah. Oh, it's really? The exact translation. You know? Oh, wow. And yeah, so I, I do that, and it's fun. I yeah, mean, you can get the classic mode. And when and... Claire got out of that whole thing, you know... Like, that's oh, all I've mine. used the Wii for ever since. <laughs> I haven't used it for any of the motion at all. I've just yeah. been using it for the old school arcade. Mario Kart yeah. on Wii was still fun, though. Oh, yeah. You get the little we, controller we handles. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they have the Infinity, uh, Disney Infinity, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> so much to do with it. So I, I got to see John Wick Chapter 2. Uh, this stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, a little Matrix Reboot. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really cool to see them back. 
And I don't think they really had any of those stupid jokes about inside joke. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. pill would you like? You know, right. something dumb. I don't know. They may have, but I didn't catch it. Right. So I was good. Ruby Rose is also in it. She was in Orange is New Black. It's going to be in another movie too. Yeah, she's she's making she's making the rounds. That's good. for sure. Yeah, this was a sequel to the uh, 2014 sleeper hit John Wick. Basically, a f- it sets up a fascinating uh, hitman world. Yeah, they really did a lot of building in the first one, and they continue to do more in the second one. It's uh, it's great action. Sequel is just as good as the first. It's even better. Yeah, I think. nice. And it's it's bigger locales, and I think they got uh, a bigger budget this time around. Yeah, and yeah, it, some of the best action I, I've seen. It's just crazy. It's uh, a lot of shootings. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a family movie, that's for sure. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like opera, uh, operatic uh, story with guns, hmm. and it's kind of like a James Bond movie yeah. without all the dialogue. It's right, just, it's to the point, but really, really good movie. Really fun. Nice. There's some moments you're just like, whoa, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some pencil moments, let's say. Ah, okay. Um, like the Joker's pencil trick, except yes. they, they go further. Oh, uh, it, it's really good. Great car chases. It's just a fun movie. Nice. I really recommend seeing it. It's and, really too bad I had to go up against Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lego Batman, yeah. too. Lego Batman. Which I do yeah. want to see, and I'm sure it's going to be number one. Let's hope. I love that that Batman from the Lego movie. Yeah. He threw the battering like three times, and he gets it, and he's like, first try. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And yeah. they're really embracing the Batman right. mythos about Robin and stuff. Right, yeah. But yeah, John Wick 2 is awesome. Go see it. It's fun and exciting, and it definitely sets up a lot of um, possibilities. Oh, so. good. Good. Keep that franchise rolling if it's uh, if it's working. Hell yeah. Keanu yeah. said he'd love to do three and four. So Good. Good for him. I'm all a trilogy. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Awesome. Uh, once again, I'd like to invite everyone to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and FieldofGeeks.com. Also, Steve has a great comic blog, stevescomicblog.com. And you're going to include some of this, the comics we talked about Yeah, today. I want to talk about the new Superman piece, and then Heck I want yeah. to talk about the Green Lantern stuff. I look forward yeah. to reading that. That'd be awesome. And also, we'd like to encourage you to check out Plume Snake. Yep. It's a great variety of uh, original comic material, digital service. You can sign up for it at plumesnake.com. Yep. Great people, great comics. Yes. It's excellent. All hey, right. keep the movie strong. Keep on buying comics. Yep. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So with that said, we'll be back. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Mitch. Take care. Take care.